Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Today, once again, we have someone I don't have to labor to introduce, Apostle Mose. You're welcome again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Friends, last Sunday we learned the first fundamental, and that was about leadership, yeah? That everything rises and falls on the leader, and that doing business uh, is moral, and people should do it well, but also they should have vision and strategy, and they are, because if it doesn't work, they are the problem. So we need to focus on us as leaders, enable to do our, our businesses very well. So today, uh, Apostle, what do you have for us? Well, how was last week? <laughs> I thought I was encouraging people, but they started sending me interesting messages. Uh, but thank you again, uh, Pastor Chris, for this space, Business Garage. By the way, in June, we'll be on a break. There will be no business garage. So enjoy it to the max. Come, come into the room during the month of May since we'll all be chilling in June and we'll be starting with the nine o'clock garage. So we said we'll talk about five fundamentals. The leader, because everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, your business can only go as far as the leader is willing to grow. Your business will only go as far as the leader can grow. Your business will only go as far as the leader can grow. That's the first thing. And then we said we talk about marketing, which is what we are going to talk about today, shortly. Uh, marketing and product and uh, scaling and all of that. And then the third will be systems and processes. And then the fourth is the team, the people. People and organizations must appreciate asset. You can only build great organizations if you have yeah, great, great people. people. Only teams with the best players win. Okay? <laughs> There's a reason your football team, the one you support in the Premier League, has not been winning. <laughs> and then the fifth session will be about the money. If you can't bring the bacon home, you can't run the business. No chance. So, so today we're talking about marketing and uh, we have a lot of surprises. Yes. We'll be inviting people from the audience to this hot seat. And so they are going to prepare us a mic and we'll be going through certain things, right? Yeah. So you never know who you, 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 you might be chosen. So just prepare to be chosen. And there's, it's not time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> now let's talk about marketing a, a little yes. bit. So what about marketing? Why is it important? How do we even do it? So first of all, it's important that I point out that I'm not a marketing guru. So because people might start asking me for services of marketing, but I can point you to people who are sales and marketing gurus. By the way, we have a lot of people from Worship Harvest Bugolobi here this morning. Yeah. Yeah, we just, we just want to thank you for coming to join us before you go for your garage. And of course, a lot of people from Worship Harvest Nalia. 
Yeah, yeah, they are the hosts. And then there are other people from other locations, actually, who are joining us. So thank you for being here. And I also thought the worship team was incredible. Wow. Yes, yeah. awesome. Yes, they did a great job. So, marketing. Where I get my idea about marketing and how important it is, never mind the, the statistics and the data, is actually from the Bible. So, Jesus told them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 1.8. And you shall be my witnesses, Judea, rather Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost ends of the earth. Now, that for a business person should also start sparking off some thoughts. Now, the fulfillment of that is in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, as they were gathered together in one accord, in one room, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they started speaking in other tongues. Now, without the Holy Spirit, you can't have the church. No. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is the essence of the church. So you could say the church was really not born until that time in the upper room. Right? Yeah. Now, how does this apply to business? Without a business idea and conviction, you don't have a business. No. Business is not starting to get purpose from there, taking them there. <laughs> it's not logistics. Yeah, that's logistical. You, you can say it's part of business, but you, you're not, you know, uh, Simon Sinek wrote the book, Start With Why. The why. When you don't have the why, when you don't have deep convictions about certain things, Today it's purpose, tomorrow it's grass, the other day it's white <laughs> ants, who knows? Send Yeah, because for you it's everything. Because you have not got a specific conviction to solve a specific problem to a huge degree. Okay. So in business speak, that's what the Holy Spirit is to the church is the, the big front. idea to the business, the business. person. Wow. That day you wake up and you're like, wow. yay! Mm. What people are suffering with? Hunger. Hunger. Let me provide food. People are suffering with mosquitoes mm. and cockroaches. If others even fear that small ants. <laughs> Let me provide pest control. People that's what you do. People can't seem to be able to tell the world about what they do well. Let me help them tell the world about what they do. That's what Kamara does. People, I don't know, I'm seeing a lot of businesses here. So you, the conviction, Tony is here. People buy the wrong laptops for the wrong uh, applications oh, yeah. at the wrong prices <laughs> in the wrong times. So let me help them make the right choices for the technical equipment they need to run their businesses. So once you have the conviction, for me, that's the same as why? the Holy Spirit coming to the church. And there is a why. It says the Holy Spirit come upon it, and you will be my witnesses. Okay? I've seen the rumbas there also in the house, very powerful people over there. Now, so, the point to ask is what happened why? next? What happened next? When the Holy Spirit came down in the book of Acts, 
Did they start the women's ministry first? Did they start fireplace first? Was the first meeting fireplace? Children's ministry. Was it uh, singles? <laughs> Was it feeding the poor? Oh no, the hungry. What was the first activity of the church when the Holy Spirit came down? Someone who's, who has ever read the Bible in the crowd, please shout it to me. What was the first activity when the Holy Spirit came down? United what? Please say it with conviction. I mean, just see. What was the first activity? Evangelism. Yeah, it's right there. You can give us the verse, Acts 2, Acts 2, 40 to 41. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to 41. The, the first thing that happened, first of all, there was uh, some chaos, no small star. You guys have the scriptures on your screens, but not on our ones, so. There was, so their impact was felt. You see, when you get an idea, your impact needs to be felt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. People need to be asking, what's going on? Even if they should come to the wrong conclusions, they are drunk. <laughs> Look, you would rather be misunderstood than not heard about. Yeah. 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 That in business, yeah. you would rather be misunderstood what it is you're selling. You'd rather be controversial. Controversy is better than... Uh, Silence. Yeah, yeah. just you do your thing in the pocket. No one knows you still, uh, you know, panado. No, something needs to happen. You remember when MTN came? Hey. Yes. Well, like all these cars with MT, we couldn't we, figure out what was MTN. We didn't know how to use Google back then. <laughs> so we were left to our imaginations. And then when they launched, we were like, okay, they, yeah. yeah, now this is what it is. So, they were accused of being drunk. It is a, and then the Bible says, and with many other words, he testified. That's the end of Peter's message. And exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And then verse 41 says, and those who gladly received his word were baptized. Those are called customers. <laughs> and that day, about 3,000 souls 3, were customers. added to them. Yeah. The first activity of any business should be marketing. Wow. We yeah. said that last week. If you are not in the market, you don't have a business. Even if you have a product. A product. The product is not the business. The market is the business. Mm. So you can have, let me put it like this, you can know your Christ. Yeah. Until he's known by other people. Yeah, you're, you're not. You can the, have your pump and pesticides until yeah. you sell. You can have a good cookie until it's known. Having a product does not mean you have a business. You see, that woman who was matoke on her stall here mm. in uh, Nalia Market, yeah, ten bunches, and someone who has a garden with a hundred bunches of matoke in their garden. Who of the two do we call a business person? The market. Yeah. So that's why one would describe themselves as a farmer, which is a very bad description. Mm. That's why you farm, but you don't sell. <laughs> and, and one will describe themselves as a business person, because they are a seller. 
the only person with a business is the seller. Yeah. The seller. The one to who the market comes to o pay. Mutunzi. Yalina business. Chitunzi. The producer doesn't have a business. So we said you can get up today and acquire baking skills and you go out there, buy a big oven and bake a thousand loaves of bread. You bake the whole day. Then by evening, you realize you have a thousand loaves of bread. Then you start thinking, what next? Is that a business? Meanwhile, they have an expiry date. Of course. <laughs> Before you know it, the whole neighborhood is eating free bread. A day before the expiry date. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you thought that having a product means you have a bit. Seriously, I want us to address this issue yeah. because for most people, that's the problem. So on one side you have product. The Lord bless the people who brought the markers. They only brought certain colors. So one side you have product, and one side you have market. market. I would like to assert that the business is this side. This is where the business is, not here. Now, yeah. good, good, good we, all of us here, I know because I've talked to a lot of people and I've been around a few years now, we are all good at producing the product. Mm. True. And then when we, have really, when we really think our product is good, <laughs> we, we start, start figuring out who do we give it to. <laughs> and then we are shocked when very few people are interested. No, your primary role as a business leader is marketing. Yeah. yeah, it's marketing. Yes. Actually, someone said your marketing strategy is your business strategy. Exactly. Yeah. You see, they, when we say market, sike katale, gwe enemireba katale. Silence in the room. So, yeah. this is what we, you and I have been looking around. We found that in, in America, for example, let's start with big businesses, and then we'll come to small businesses, because most of the businesses here are small businesses. I was looking at the 2019 marketing budgets of some of the big corporations. These were the biggest spenders in 2019 in marketing in the US. Amazon. 6.9 billion dollars yeah. in one year. Now, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence. There is think a reason they are the biggest, biggest company in the world right now. Yeah. 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 Because they know where to prioritize their money. 6.9 billion. And some people, they might have some people might have superior products to theirs. Of course. Comcast, 6.1 billion. AT&T, 5.5 billion. Procter & Gamble, 4.3 million. Billion. Walt Disney, 3.1 billion. Alphabet, which is Google, 3.1 billion. Verizon, 3.1 billion. Uh, something, communications here, which I wasn't clicking, 3, 3 billion. Amex, American Express, 3 billion. General Motors, 3 billion. Look. This is a, do you know a billion dollars? It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 
for someone to spend $7 billion on marketing when you're already, you are the leader in the market. Because Amazon yeah. is the biggest retailer yeah. in the US. You can as well. You can as well take yeah. your foot off the pedal yeah. and ride the momentum because that's what a lot of people do. Yes. They market in January, they forget for the next three years. Then when they have, all the customers have disappeared, they remember to market again. <laughs> Seven billion. Now, small businesses in the US. In the US, they consider businesses with a revenue of up to $35 million to be small. <laughs> $35 million. That's yeah, revenue per, per year. That would be, uh, in UG, would be what? About 100 billion. 100, yeah, 100 yeah. plus billion. 100 billion. So if you're grossing 100 billion or less, according to these people, you're a small business. But for us, you know, we can always renegotiate our figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they have their thing, we have ours. They can't be telling us what to do. <laughs> In the US, marketing and, and what? Advertising. And advertising for small businesses is 7 to 8% of the budget, of the, of the revenue. Gross revenue, seven to eight percent. I want you to think about that figure wow. quickly. I want you to take your gross revenue for your business for the year 2020 or 2019, depending on how badly you were affected by COVID. And I want you to look at your marketing budget. Yeah, you, I, I hope you have one. Wow. And I want you to take <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> urban refreshments. Take your marketing budget, divide it by your total gross revenue for the year, and tell me what percentage you have. Tell me what percentage you have. Where is my mic? Where is my mic? Where is my mic? I said I needed a mic. Yes, Pastor Dennis, thank you. Who's, who's checking? People, you start here. You start here, here. <laughs> around here, ruined spaces. Right there. What? Give us a percentage. Yeah, that, that, yellow is range spaces, uh-huh. 0 0.01. <laughs> uh-huh, 0 0.01, that's uh, 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 What's the name of the company? You see, that's why I'm struggling to remember it. Smartstone onwards. Milestone onwards. Yeah, that's why we can't remember it easily, even though I love the owner. He loves me, I love him, I believe in him, he believes in me, I can't remember the company because the marketing budget is 0 0.01. 0 .01. Someone else. There is room spaces here. Hey, hey, no man, no man. Uh -huh. 1.6. 1.6, and that's for an advertising company. Uh huh, room spaces. If it is zero, just say zero. Zero is also a number. Zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah. And how many of you know about Runji Spaces by show of hands? Pastor Deno. Behind okay. There. No, on your left, on your right, right there. Where, oh, where are we there. going? Yeah. Hey, yes. Yeah. Mr. Moebas, uh huh? Africa Retreat Center. Uh huh. Um, it's in the zeros. This side, let's try this side. There are business people here. Kathy, urban refreshments, what? Yeah, let's hear the percentages. 
People don't want to be involved. Yeah. Uh huh. Mrs. Ogwal, what's the name of the business? Pattern and Associates. Uh huh. 0.5%. 0.5%? Who else? Anyone? The, the last resort, the last frontier. What's happening? Is that Tasha? Tasha's daily. Uh huh. Tasha Deli is saying nothing right now. Um, Walimi Katale, 0%. Uh, okay, let's finish with Tasha's Deli. It's a well-known, reputable brand. 0.006. That must have been like a Facebook post. <laughs> okay, guys. Like, we could stay here the whole day, but you, you now see. You can now identify the problem. I was talking to Mr. Bale Sanfo, who I'm sure is listening to us. Hey, he's here. You said that you moved, you reorganized your business to have 10% administration, but 5% of the 10% is business development because you're a B2B business, which would be the equivalent of marketing, right? And what has happened with your business? Mike, sorry. The, sorry, me, I, I'm not sure about even the production team, how they're handling all this. Okay. <laughs> so when we experimented with that, with our, one of our products, which are, and we treat each product as a business within yep. the business, we have been, with the product we experimented with has about 200% growth every month. Okay. I rest my case. Wow. I rest my case. You either go out and allocate budget to marketing and advertising, or just decide that you have you've reached your zenith of your success. That the success you are having right now, just enjoy it because that's all you're going to have. We have some Ugandan statistics here. Ah. They are old, but... No, these are new. These are 2019. Okay. Close. Uh -huh. MTN, now it's not percentages, but just to give you an idea. MTN, 16 billion. Airtel, 13 billion. Century Bottling, 9 billion. Ministry of Health, 4 billion. Uh, the unique ones there is Movit, 2.7 billion. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, how Movit moved from being exactly. some local... Brand and I think down among there, all the ones I see are, are the, yeah, it's the lo really local company that's doing well. So all the others are multinationals. Yeah. So we, the reason we know about those companies and we use their products is because they are advertising. It's like a church which doesn't do evangelism but somehow expects to grow. Yeah, what do you think? A church which doesn't do evangelism but expects to grow and even believes God for growth. What, what can God do? Even God is like, oh my God. So the purpose of today's business garage segment is to get you to go and allocate budget to advertising and marketing. In our context, I would go for at least 5%. Get at least 5%. Do you know you're going to blow your competition out of the water if you start spending 5% on marketing and advertising? Even you, you will be shocked at the effect. 
Because, you know, our Indian brothers, when they come to Uganda, that's the thing they do really well. And they know how to allocate yeah. budget to marketing. Everyone was Even laughing. before they have a product. Yeah, everyone was laughing at Reham Cola for trying to challenge Coca-Cola. They didn't know what they were dealing with. Marketing. Okay. Now, we have to go into some little, little bit of meat in the next five minutes, then we'll be starting to close or we'll take questions. Now, the, uh, the really good book that you can work with in, uh, as far as this subject is concerned is called the one-page marketing plan by Alan Deep. Alan Deep. Deep is D-I-B. Again, the book is the one-page marketing plan. plan. Don't expect to solve all your marketing problems by attending one session of business garage of 30 minutes. It's not going to work. Here, we are just here to do diagnosis. Yeah. Here, we diagnose the sickness. Business garage is largely diagnosis. Yeah. And then they send you to the to the lab, no, to the whatever, to the pharmacy. So the one-page marketing plan, and Alan Deep has a very good way in which he has split up the whole thing. Okay, so he has three phases: Act One, which he calls the before phase; Act Two. During which he calls the during phase. And then act three, which is the after phase. Of course, everyone, if, if you are like me and we are all Ugandans and we are all polite and we are all raised a certain way and we all go to church, etc. Marketing is not very natural for us. Yeah. It feels like Lugizigizi, Kwepanka. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Keep quiet. Yeah. You want to stay humble. Be humble. <laughs> yeah. Marketing is equated to pride. Yes. Wow. Which is unfortunate. So, Act One, the before phase, the first, there are three. There are three stages. One, select your market. Select your market to, please help me. Craft your message. Craft your message. My handwriting. Mm -hmm. uh, is then reaching prospects blessed. with advertising media. Reach prospects with media. Reach your prospects. Okay. So let me. First, if you are writing notes, go to another page so that before we do this detailed thing, I give you my own, you know, layman's rough understanding. One of the things God blessed me with is to make all the professional things into layman's language so that we can be able to work with it. So basically, in your business, like if you're going to go from here and take some action, you should have databases of different categories of people that engage with your business. So out there, the, the first one would be prospects. Okay? Prospects. Two is leads. So prospects are people that you think or know should need your 
service. And those are many. If we do a prospect survey here, you'll be shocked at how rich you should be with your business. Yeah. Like, let's do one for Doug and Bragan. Yeah. How much does it, do you charge to fumigate a house? On average, 300,000. On average, 300,000. Yeah. About how many people in Kampala do you think need your services? Like, how many people have cockroaches or mosquitoes trying to get into their house? <laughs> what percentage? Every house, but if we are to talk about those we can reach, uh -uh. maybe 500,000. Don't be Don't ask questions. What percentage? Let's take 2%. No. What of percentage Kampala? of people are affected by pests? 90%. The other 10% where they live, pests okay. don't exist. 100%. Okay. Mm. 100%. About how many houses, households are there in Kampala? Roughly. Maybe. Greater Kampala? 300,000. No. We are about 7 million in Greater Kampala. And Even if you allocated instead. 7 people per household, that mm -hmm. would be a million households. Okay. Okay? So, of the a million households, how many of those can afford your services? How many do you think can afford to spend 300,000 every six months? What percentage? Maybe Use percentages. A, maybe 10%. 10%. That would be 100,000 households. Yeah. Okay. How many of those do you think have already been taken by other people so you can never access them? Let's say the competition is tough. Of that 10%, what percentage would be yours? Maybe 30, 50%. 30, 50%. Yeah. Let me, let me just take it. Let's make it down to all the way to 10%. That's a thousand people. Yeah, that's no, that's ten thousand. Yeah, that's only one percent of the available market which can afford you. Okay, one percent mm. of the market. Ten thousand times three hundred thousand. Three billion shillings. Three billion every six months, and that's only residential. And I know most of your market is commercial. Yeah. So, wow. And that's without all these other things we are talking about of mm. proper advertising. What? Because if we go with your 40, 50 percent, that jumps to 15 billion. Yeah. Those wow. are prospects. Wow. <clears throat> the next stage is leads when you've contacted the prospects. So you, you make contact with prospects. You educate prospects about what you do because they mostly don't know you or what you do. And then you try to convert them to leads. Now, leads are people who now have shown an interest. They are not customers. The mistake most people make is to treat leads like customers. Yeah. Just because a girl is hanging out with you and eating your chicken doesn't mean she's your wife. You see, that's the, most, that's the mistake people make. Yeah. You eat chips once, chicken second, chops the other time, you're like, it's over. It's not over. That's a lead. So there has to be lead conversion. Lead conversion is what turns a lead into a customer. So once you have a customer, things are happening.
but it doesn't end there. The most important thing you'll ever do with a customer is turn them into a repeat customer. The most important person to your business is a repeat customer. One who keeps coming back. And then you can turn some of your repeat customers into raving fans or advocates. They start advertising your company because of the experience they are having with you. So there are just those five stages. I don't think they are too complicated. So if you're a good business person, what you should do is you should have databases of all the people here. And you should be able to know, I, I moved this prospect into a lead. I moved this lead into a customer. This customer has become a repeat customer. This repeat customer is a raving fan. And they are all treated differently. If you treat your raving fan like a customer, that's it. You've killed your business slowly. It doesn't die immediately, but in future it's going to die. So all you must know how to treat all these people. Again, for the answers, go read the one-page marketing plan. So act one, wow. Select your market. Not everyone is your market. Have you ever seen a Ferrari advert in Ugandan newspapers? On social media? No. In a Uganda newspaper and New Vision, full page advert for Ferrari, it's not there. Yeah, they know they are marked. And you're not it. How to reach them? So even you know your market. Not everyone can afford your services or should afford your services. Continuing to lower your price thinking you take in everyone is not is not business. That's, that's something else which we'll not talk about in detail right now. But select your market. In the before phase, select your market. What we've just done here, what percentage, what percentage. Do research. Okay? You can do that yourself. You don't have to first start by hiring a big company to eat your money because you have a budget. You're misusing your advertising budget. Then two, craft your message. And I like how they, they do it in the one-page marketing plan. It's three things. Elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. You know how. That's how the first one starts. You know how you're stating the problem. Well, what we do is... The solution. Then you name the solution. In fact, then you name the evidence. We're out of time. I wanted us to try that out, but we're out. But let's try, let's try. Don't, don't hurt anybody. You know how, in fact, Lizia has ever done it, so she's going to start. My mic, mic, mic. So you craft your message, and then you reach your prospects. Let's try the message. Uh-huh. You know how you walk into a space and you feel a certain kind of way because of how, what it looks like? Uh, you know how you walk into a space and feel calmness or power, energy, and yeah, because of what the space looks like. Well, at Trinity Spaces, that's what we do. We turn ordinary spaces into extraordinary experiences. We make you 
we make your room feel your, we make your room help you do what you need to do in the room in fact in fact you can check out some of the work we've done at trendyspaces.com okay that was a good that was a good try now yeah and because first of all this is not very good with these impromptu things so she's she's bold and strong like a lion but she didn't state the problem well enough because she's stating the problem as if it's not a problem because the, the problem is that you know how most spaces you walk into are as if no one thought about what they were doing Am I, isn't that your experience yeah. No one ever thinks about interior design in Uganda, as long as the walls are up. So you start by describing the problem to the greater extent, as opposed to where it is working. Yeah. You know how most people walk in, you know how most spaces feel or look as if no one gave it a thought when they were setting it up. Well, what we do at Ranger Spaces is we run a ordinary space into what? Extraordinary, Extraordinary experiences. In fact, one of our clients is Worship Harvest Ministries. Anyway, so it has to be that quick. Anyway, Worship Harvest, you will not pass because we don't have... Yeah. Let's try someone else. One more, one more crafting the message. You know how well what we do is... In fact, someone at the back, please move a little forward. You are too far back. I don't, the people who are that far back shouldn't be participating in the, because they can't capture your camera. Go ahead. You know how you buy a baked good, um, a cupcake or uh, a cookie, and it's stale, or it doesn't taste exactly the way it looks, it's bland. Well, Love Bites emphasizes quality, products for high-end flavor, quality ingredients for high-end flavor. Hmm? In fact, um, <laughs> you can check. You're, do, you're doing well. You're doing well. In fact, um, you can look at some of the screaming reviews. Let's, let's use this as an example. When you do in fact, the point is to state where you have done the work which people would be very obviously unengaged with, right? Uh, unengaged is not a good English word. They, they can quickly connect that wow. if you are providing that service for that company or those people, you really should be good at what you do. That, that's how it is. Am I making sense? But thanks so much uh, for giving it a, a good shot. You want to try? Yes. Doug and Brad Dagan Dagan Yes. You know how most residential and commercial spaces have pests like rats, cockroaches, ants, snakes, and bedbugs? Uh-huh. Uh, well, what we do at Dagan Bragan is we manage and control any type of pests in your living or office space. In fact, we offer these services to uh, companies like Sheraton, Mistil, Cafe Javas, Bank of Uganda, and others. And you sold already. The next question will be whether you can afford them. <laughs> but if they are doing it for Sheraton, Mestil Hotel, Cafe Java's, Bank of Uganda, really? That's the point. You see? Problem, solution, evidence. 
It's as simple as that. That's your, that's your message. So if you're reaching out to your prospects, let's say you have a prospects list of a thousand people and you're sending them an email, you do exactly this but in email format. Am I making sense? Rosie, I'll not come there yet, but <laughs> I'm tempted. Let's keep going. Then that during phases, act two. Yes, it's capturing leads. Capturing leads. Nurturing leads. So capturing leads, this is when you start turning prospects into leads, lead capture. Five is nurturing lead nurturing. And sales conversion. What is nurturing leads? Uh, that's like it's dating. Big. Yeah. <coughs> Before yeah. you convert. Before you convert. Lead nurturing. You, anyway, the one-page marketing plan will show you all the things you can do with lead nurturing. Because most leads are not going to... Because most people, that, they give up when they first send the first email. and no the, First of all, there is no response. Or there is a response which says, I've seen your email, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and we'll then they never get back you. to you. We'll call you when we need you. What do you do in that phase? Yeah. You looked at the girl, the girl looked at you. You know, when you look at the girl and she looks dozen, it's not a good sign. <laughs> but if she looked back at you, then what then next? What? Yeah. So you move into lead nurturing uh, mechanism. Today's Mother's Day. We would like to send out greetings to all the mothers. Because <laughs> it means that they were converted. Now, And then sales conversion. So finally, the person has signed off and they are buying. That's called a customer. A quick, quick uh, thing for most people who are in service industry, who are a lot of people here, call your clients customers. Yeah. The word clients is very limiting. It starts disturbing your brain. So call them customers, as if you have a product, not a service. Call you, turn your service into a product. That makes your service scalable. And call them customers, not clients. Okay? So this is the during phase. You capture the leads. A conversation is going on. Coffees, nurturing the leads. Trials, you know, free trials. Samples. Trial, samples. Yeah. You, all that is lead nurturing. Yeah. Oh, lots of different things along the way until they are ready to sign on. Building confidence. Yeah, building confidence. Educating them about the product. Inviting them to spaces where you're doing some of your stuff. Yeah. And then you convert. Sales conversion. Now, they've bought, you have a what? A customer. Number seven is what? Delivering world-class experience. Act three, the after phase. Yeah, you see, that's why most people... Uh, Unfortunately, the dating phase is good, but when they get married, it's like <laughs> things become quickly boring. So one, deliver a world-class experience to the customer. World-class experience. Eight. Increase in customer lifetime value. Increase customer lifetime, CLT value. Now, this is very important. Uh, I think it's worth us eating out an extra two minutes. No, wait a minute. We start at nine. Okay. We'll be done in like four. Promise. Lifetime value. 
customer lifetime value is extremely important. It will help you understand why you must treat your repeat customer very well, turn a customer into repeat customer. So lifetime value. Let's say, let's continue with this example. You, uh, most people who you do fumigation for, how frequent is their thing? Once a quarter. Once a quarter. For commercial and twice a year. For, for residential. residential. So let's go with the residential. You said 300K. Twice a year. That's 600,000. Okay. Let's say this person stays in the same house, maybe it's their house, for the next 40 years. Yeah? Yeah. Inflation, it's all factors remaining constant. What's the lifetime value? 24... That's 24 million. 24 million. Yeah. Remember, I'm saying all factors remaining constant because we haven't yet even gone into this customer, introducing, introducing you to, to others. nine others, or even to their organization, or to wherever they that, just yeah. that one person. Yeah. So, how much would you be willing to, to spend on advertising to get that 24 million? Yeah. Mm. You see, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. You see, advertising and marketing is like, it's, it makes its own money. Yeah. So think about it. If the lifetime value of the customer is 24 million on that small scale without them introducing you to others, you see that customer actually will, can bring you a billion shillings yes. just by whoever else they introduce you to. But if the lifetime value is a billion through that one customer, how much are you willing to spend on marketing and advertising and lead nurturing ETC to capture that one billion shillings? Yeah. So once you think about it like that, you realize you're spending very little. You're not spending enough to get lifetime well, value out of yeah. a customer and how you treat them. Anyway, and then number nine is what? Orchestrating and stimulating referrals. Yeah, referrals. So this is when your customer is now starting to bring you other customers. All of that is in the one-page marketing plan, ladies and gentlemen. We were out of time uh, wow. six minutes ago, so we are now fully out of yeah, time. Yeah, friends, let's appreciate once again. Isn't this value? Yeah? Yeah. Isn't this value, guys? Thank you so much, Apostle, again, for giving us so much value. Friends, and this stuff is practical, so the next thing you're going to do is find this book. It's on Kindle, it's on uh, Audible. I don't know if it's in the bookstores around, but find it, buy it, read it, and practice what you find. It's as simple as that. Yeah, we want to be very, very practical. Yeah, but just for, for people to know exact takeout, yeah. experiment with 5% and see what happens. Yeah. Just try and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. So as we close, friends, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Uh, the principles we are talking about are godly principles. We've heard when the first, the first thing the church did was to evangelize. So the church, everything we do in business has a correlation, has a, a mirror in the church. And we cannot go away without talking about Christ and giving anyone an opportunity to know them. So if you're in the room or if you're out there and you want to give your life to Christ, to make him your Lord and Savior, uh, say this prayer with me. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give my life to you. Uh, to nurture my life, to show me ways, to lead me and guide me and uh, be the person that you want me to be. I want you to take my life and do something significant with it this morning. 
uh, thank you in the name of Jesus, I pray. Uh, Amen. If you said that prayer, there's a number on your screen, uh, 0775-642-449. Uh, call that number. There's a pastor at the end of the line, and he'll show you the next steps. Thank you again, friends, for joining us uh, yet uh, uh, this Sunday. And come next Sunday, there's another session. We're going to talk about another fundamental in business, and we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, and have a blessed Sunday. Tune into Garage at 9 and at 11 here and on, on, on online. Thank you so much. Awesome. See you next Sunday at 7.30. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.